This is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 53. We talk about the hour Four. of code. And 54. What? 54. I was on it. Leave, leave that in. This is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 54. We talk about the hour of code and Google CS. We get an email from listener Pam. We talk about a phishing campaign uh, email that you should not send to staff, or maybe you should. Uh, we talk through sub accounts. And as always, Josh is a Grinch. You're supposed right. to say, have a listen. <laughs> have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> this is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs, real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk. I am Josh, uh, there is Chris, and there is Corey. This is episode 54 I, this is probably the first episode that we've been together in a while, right? The band's back together. And to celebrate the everyone being back, Jeremy from somethingcool.com uh, sent over a little gift basket from Ring Central and their hosted phone system solution that, that somethingcool.com is selling. Um, Jeremy, we appreciate the, the Ring Central gift basket. Um <laughs> Next time, I would like a bottle of bourbon to go with it. Tonight, I am drinking uh, Switch Switchgrass Spirits Rye, and it is, a, it is a little spicy. But if you're looking for a phone system and a hosted solution, check out somethingcool.com's Ring Central offering and give them a try if you're looking at a hosted phone system. Did you say Switch Switchgrass Switchgrass Spirits? Hmm. If we were a band, who would be the drummer? You. No, you're lead singer. Who are we kidding? Oh, heck um, yeah. I don't know that Corey or I either could carry a beat. Please. Hey. Speak for yourself. Because <laughs> Corey has rhythm. I forget. <laughs> I've seen him dance. <laughs> Is it just a shuffle? Yeah. Yeah, he just shuffles. It, this would be better if this was a live stream. You could see me doing the Corey. It's pretty spot on. So what else is going on? Anything, Corey? How you been? I think the banana runt is my favorite runt. That might I hate be banana hot, runts. Oh, that might be a hot take, but I like it. That's horrible. Well, yeah, they're the worst. No, I like the banana. So tell the story about the runt box that you're eating out of. We should be concerned for your safety at this point. So I love runts. A co- a, uh, an employee of mine got me a box of runts. Like it was just, I opened an Amazon box and it's just 10 boxes of runts. Jackpot. Jackpot. This one, I'm on box like, I don't know, five. I'm like halfway through this thing. Tonight? No. Oh. <laughs> His face is red for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I skipped dinner for a reason. This particular box of runs that I'm eating on this this podcast episode is scotch taped on the bottom. So 
you know, you're you're hoping somebody did that at the factory. Like, oh, there's a suspect box. Let's make sure this is good for Corey. They warned the kids at Halloween about that kind of box. I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably so we'll we'll know in maybe like you know six to ten hours. <laughs> well, there's maybe no way they poisoned the bananas. Maybe Did you know that runs just turn white? Yeah, they're just sugar. I eat runs. I don't suck on them. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> don't don't finish that sentence. <laughs> I eat candy. Okay. Lemon heads with friends, my favorite oh. candy of all lemon time. Heads is, uh, lemon heads. I don't heads like the good. lemon. Oh God. I just like the friends. All right. What else? I like Jolly Ranchers. Sure, but only the red ones. Um. Yeah, that's about it. No one cares. I about feel like candy. I'm missing something. Snickers. I mean, payday candy bar. You're a chocolate guy, Josh. I'm talking I, about hard candy. Hard. We're candy? not talking about chocolate. I don't know that I really like. I mean, I fruity get, stuff. I can't say I go out of my way for candy. Cherry Tootsie Rolls. Gummy bears, but man, they tear up my intestinal yeah. tract. The airhead. Gummy bears, they get you. Woo. The airhead, like the or Funny. the yeah, like the rainbow. The long strips. You know okay. what I'm talking about? They're sour? No. I don't do sour candy. Are those airheads? No. I will I will eat a bag of gummy bears over eating sour candy and the pain that they in, endure. Um, so let's get into it. Airheads extremes. Okay. How's it been? What about the nerd ropes? Okay. Nerds themselves are decent. Yeah, nerds are good. I, I'd, I'd go with that. As Corey just pours the whole box of runs in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not. This is my dinner. I, I didn't eat dinner. So Chris, actually, I fell asleep. I, I was taking a nap. While we were in the green room enjoying the Ring Central basket, you said that you took took part in an hour of code with elementary kids. How'd that go? I did. So this is uh, for five years. I have worked with uh, one of our elementary teachers. We do an after school program once a week uh, for an hour. Uh, teachers pick one student from their rooms that they consider tech savvy and they come to our after school thing and we teach them basic Google Chromebook troubleshooting tips that we want elementary kids to know. Uh, so they become the tech helpers for their classrooms. Give me an like example. We teach, yeah. Uh, like the kids that know how, like they rotate their screen. Oh, yeah. Or, or they change the font or they change it to Spanish and they don't know Spanish, whatever. So we teach these kids how to fix those settings. That's cool. Uh, and then we do, we used to do like Cano, build a computer stuff with them. Uh, this year we're going to do Vex Robotics, Vex Go. It's elementary level stuff. But every year we participate in the hour of code which is at hourofcode.org you sign up uh, i think it's still going on you could still sign up it might be this week and next uh, but it's like a worldwide event you sign up for hour of code you say that your school's doing it so for us we had the kids for like a month they go to this website we had them land on one particular uh program that that we were going to use there's different coding activities and then they come up with a script that they're going to speak. So we divided them up into different teams. So then all day yesterday, we just went class to class to class. Every uh, elementary 
student at that building, uh, we took over their science classroom, their math or science classroom uh, for 50 minutes and taught the, our kids taught other kids coding. That's cool. Yeah, um, it was really we, neat. We, we've taken part in Google CS or yeah, I think it's Google CS yes. coding before um, at our intermediate level. And they, they ended up doing that as an after-school thing for a couple hours. I think they met one night a week or one evening a week and did it for a quarter. And they, the kids really enjoyed that. The teacher said it was very well put together. The lesson plans were very spot-on and very, uh, I guess, two grade level or two experience level kind of thing. Um so yeah, that Google CS is another really good one, and I think that's still out there. And they've added to it, um, and it's it's free as well. And and they got a I bunch of like stuff. They got like boxes of stuff. Um, I was gonna say I know that. our kids did that before. They get stickers, they got badges. It was it was really neat. Yeah, and getting some, you know, heck, I I get excited when I get something in the mail from Google that has a sticker. You know, a kid just they eat that stuff up. You know. We had a kid that was like, they, after they spend the hour doing it, the kids asked the other kids questions, and this kid was like, uh, this is the best thing I've done all day. Oh, that's that cool. That kind of thing. So you kind of get excited about, about stuff like that. Yeah. Corey, have you guys done anything like that with your elementary kids? The key is like, get all banana in your mouth. Like, it's not good when you mix them. So I really been working hard to get like like four bananas in my mouth. So he doesn't know what we're talking about. So you like you like having a banana in your mouth. Well, I had you guys on mute. What? Mm-hmm. No, um, that doesn't really hit the technology department at West County. We do participate in the hour of code. I mean, I know our middle school does for sure. Uh, the technology department involvement is uh, as much as making sure the internet works. Hmm. That's step one. I mean, really, without the internet, nothing. It really is. Yeah, I agree. Um, shoot, what else did we talk about pre-show? And I'm I'm still distracted from the Ring Central gift basket. What else did you? Oh, say? last episode, oh, I that's right. I I guess I got my job back. For one, well, you're you're on um, probation, double secret. Oh yeah, probation. that's right. Uh, but you guys were talking about a social media. There was a listener that talked about social media had. He was being bad mouthed. Well, not uh, so just we bad mouthed, a... but like weird, crazy rumor that is has no uh, grounds in truth as far as what the IT department can do with equipment. So go ahead. We had a listener reply with some with a suggestion or with you know a tip on how yeah, to deal. So with that. listener Pam uh, replied. What was the other guy's name? I don't. I don't remember. He was from California. I don't remember what the guy's name. Raul. Was. Was it Raul? Could have been. Could have been. Uh, so she said, these rumors happen. They really stink. The best thing that someone on the Facebook group can do is to recommend that the parents contact the school or principal or the district superintendent. Uh, or you would ask the principal or superintendent to call that parent, you know, to kind of, okay, yeah. it's on Facebook. That person's name is there. You would hope that your school district would just take the, we're, we're going we're gonna to reach out to them approach. Yeah, there's uh, at some, that point you have yeah. the opportunity to officially correct the record with a fact-based response directly to those parents. Yeah, there. From what I understand, 
<clears throat> excuse me, there was uh, some extenuating circumstances and the superintendents being targeted with other smear type comments as well. So it's it's just a rather unfortunate situation. She did say this. So so that whole thing was about there was an accusation about the tech department turning on the camera, taking right. pictures, that kind of thing. Right. She said um, she would take the troubleshooting customer service approach in that particular case. Uh, to be very kind and to even offer a link where they could purchase the sliding camera covers so that they can feel yeah. better. Or even offer it. I mean, what do those things cost? You know, Chris, we've, right. we've done a couple conferences. Have we given those away? We haven't. And every time I get one, those are more, like I throw those things away. Yeah, they're, they're cheap. Stupid. Yeah. You could probably buy a thousand of them for $2. And, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. Maybe Maybe that's something districts should hand out when they do one-to-one anyway. What do you guys think? I'm not against it. I'm, I, don't, I can't say I'd be against it either. Corey, but are you still old. trying to get a banana in your mouth? or? I'm not against it. Yeah, Chromebook that's an interesting thought. Camera and re- It's not a Chromebook cam- camera cover, right? You could, those are probably agnostic. But maybe that's not a, maybe that's not a crazy idea. Um... Have you guys heard from... Six pieces, four bucks. I bet there's cheaper than that. I would imagine. Have you guys talked to um, Provision Data Solutions or Aruba Networks lately? Yeah, yes. Or uh, what was today? Thursday? Today's Thursday. Monday? What'd they have to say? Monday, I had lunch with them. Oh, really? That's funny. They had to drive right by my place to get to you, and then I didn't... I think they saw Chris that day. They did. They gave me a gift, and our uh, our all our our uh, common friend Andrew. Oh, really? And that gift day. that had not, that was well below the uh, E rate, whatever thing. The gift it was it was like a handshake. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it was five hundred dollars below the thing? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So yeah, if hey, you're we in- can get we can get K twelve Tech Talk webcam covers for 34 cents a piece that seems high well it's got our logo on it oh I what can you. you buy for 34 cents a cam cover name one thing you could buy you for 34 cents a cam cover yeah so that's cheap yeah I, that seems high inflation um i'm gonna try to order 2000 let's see holy god <laughs> It's only nine hundred dollars. We'll send we'll send a hundred to each of our listeners. It's <laughs> <laughs> jackpot. Um, so That'd be yet another thing that we try to sell that doesn't sell because no one's buying our shirts and hoodies. Are we making a new shirt? Did we talk? We talked about this today, right? We need to just do it. Yeah, I think so. Josh has an idea. I have an idea for a new shirt. We'll 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 share it when the time is right. Uh, um. So, yeah, if you are in the Missouri market or I guess even eastern or western Illinois, give Provision Data Solutions a holler. They can uh, meet with you and solve all your problems. Those guys are great, Derek and Jeff and Ryan and Andrew. Um, And if you're in the market for physical or wireless networking, check out Aruba Networks and see what they have to offer their new CX line of switches or their older... HP Aruba line switches, the 2930s. Uh, give them a holler. 
Uh, I have used their wireless network for the last probably 15 years and have uh, I ripped out a Cisco network and haven't looked back. I replaced it with Aruba some 15 years ago and have not looked back. Very pleased with their product. So give them a holler. Let them know that you heard about them on our show because without our sponsors, this show is not possible. And we have a new sponsor to talk about tonight uh, a little bit after our hot take. So... Uh, this happened, I guess, yesterday. Yeah, thanks for the sound effects. There was a school district in the state of Washington, I won't name the district, who, you guys you guys fish your employees, right? Chris, you fish your employees. Corey, you fish your employees. I think we each use yep. a different product, too, to do that. Um, I actually just wrapped up a fish, and I'll, let, let's start this way. I, I just wrapped up a three-day fishing campaign again with my staff, um, the category that I picked this time was holiday fishes and looking at them all, they were all emails that were like Starbucks holiday stuff, um, Amazon stuff, Dick's sporting goods. And I will say our click rate was much higher this month than months prior. And the Dick's sporting goods, uh, fish was very, very popular. Let's just, I'll just say that, um, so I, I think part of our duty in, in fishing our employees is to send out realistic fishes. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yes. Corey? I concur. So, and, and to the to that point, this got me in trouble a couple of that years was Corey. ago. That was Corey. Was that here? Could you hear that? Was yeah. that audible? Yes. Um, I sent out a, a fish that looked like a failed USPS delivery. And we had an employee who uh, read that email, didn't click on anything in the email, but went to the post office looking for her package. And the post office had, to, in, had to inform her that it was not a real email, that it was uh, an incorrect email. She then figured out it was indeed me that sent that email, and she was not happy with me. So on that subject of realistic fishes, how real do you guys get with those fish attempts? I did probably the realest was like Netflix. Your passwords changed, and it looked like a legit Netflix. Yeah, okay. It had some misspellings. I mean, if you paid any attention to it, you could. It was it was a real one, but you could actually read it, and, right? And you should have been able to tell. It wasn't like I was. It wasn't like it was crazy deceptive. Like, oh, it's just the email address, like the sender that was different. There was some misspellings in the email. Corey, how real have you gotten? I mean, I think all of mine are pretty real. I think what my opinion is, it, it, it would be the, the topic and the timing of the topic yeah. that is more deceptive than how real or unreal. Because like anytime you send out a, a Netflix, no matter how real it looks, like that's one thing. But then if you send out like, hey, click on this link for COVID information during, you know, uh, you know, if your district's having a, a COVID <laughs> spike or something like that, you know, that could be perceived differently yeah. uh, because that could be perceived as you just taking advantage of an opportunity, which which the the bad people would do. But it gives it gives your staff more of an opportunity to uh, complain. Right. So I will. So that leads great into this segue or into this topic. There is a school district in the state of Washington, a suburb of Seattle that fished their employees, I guess it was last week. And the fish that they sent out from a 
probably the most popular fishing service, has a number in the name, um, was a an email that looked like it came from the district. So they, they spoofed the sender address to say like HR at school district.com or whatever and said during this holiday season, the, the district and named the district in the email has worked with Amazon to give our employees 30 to 50% discounts off anything you want to buy from Amazon. Click here to get your coupon codes. Okay. Hello. <laughs> right. So, as you can imagine, like, I think the article said there was like 14% of the people, and this district employs over 100,000 people, I think. No, that's not right. 4,000 people. I'll have to go back and look. Um, but a ton of people clicked the link. Well, then they found out, you know, they get the splash page that says, you got caught. And I guess some of the teachers were wet rather upset by this and went to news outlets and complained that the district was doing this to their staff saying how rude it was how tone deaf they were about it and you know teachers have worked hard through the pandemic and here they are trying to trick them and make them look stupid what's what's your take on this there there's a very popular twitter account in the k-12 security space that has taken up the stance of um no, one, know your audience, and two, this was kind of mean. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, so I wasn't really following this until you just said it. Um, like, I, I mean, it's borderline for me, and I'm I'm normally on the uh, the more non conservative end as far as like how real fishes can be. Uh, I don't I don't have a problem with it, but. Like I, I took that as, Ooh, that's pretty borderline. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Yeah. I don't, once you throw some money into it, I think that kind of changes the game a little bit, but like nobody's is, out, but nobody's out any money. Yeah. But you're playing with the head. Yeah. You know, like that's but, a little bit different than like, I, I can remember one. Well, I remember like our district getting hit or like Missouri did with the, the Google share that was like right. you clicked it and then it was sharing it was and it was propagating all over the place. And then we did a phishing one one of that, like good real life example. Right. Uh, the Netflix one. Uh, I think you could figure out what your audience is going to do without fake giving okay. money. Let's take this a step further. Later in the article, it is mentioned that the, that this district actually fell. F- someone fell for a fish and they had a viral outbreak. Um, it didn't say what the window was or how long ago this was, but I gather it was pretty recent doing some research on the, on the incident. Um, and it cost them over a hundred thousand dollars to remediate the viral incident. Um, with that knowledge that they've had a prior incident, does that change the scenario? I, I knowing that they've had a prior incident and they spent real cash money to resolve that. I I don't know that I blame this CIO you can, you for doing this. You can get this. there. Like you wanted to know if if money was offered, would you click? Like, well, you measured that just now, right? But I, but, I, ag- I, but again, I I don't know. I I agree it's borderline, but I don't know if there if if the CIO should be drug in the media the way he is for doing this 
I just I don't see it. I mean, I I chalk it up to the same thing as the postal service incident that I had. When you guys pick fishing campaigns, do you run it by your super or no. anyone above you before you do it? Nope. nope. Because they don't know what's coming. I don't want them to know. I would only ever run it by my super if I used him and I have like where the email looked like it was coming from him. I would yeah. know. I would let him know beforehand. Yeah. And is that an asking permission thing or is that just a. Oh, no. It's a telling. Yeah. So I don't, I don't remember. If we talked about this or not, but uh, when Corey and I went to the Kaseya conference, they had this FBI guy or former FBI, whatever guy there. Uh, and this was not a K-12 conference, but he was asked to like tell the scariest story of fishing and ransomware and the whole bit. And then he, he told a K-12 story and it was a, uh, an email crafted and targeted and they had researched when the school did uh, their lockdown drills. And then they created an email that was like staff directory or whatever that that superintendent would kind of expect to get on a drill day. So they planned the whole thing out. They waited for the perfect moment. They figured out when the drill schedule was. They sent that email to that superintendent. He clicked it, ransomware everywhere. So then that would beg the question, if they had done some fishing campaigns to be very targeted, would there be some great lessons that could have been learned prior to prevent something like that? I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I for sure think some people at that district will probably be more hesitant to click. Absolutely. Amazon link. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Like you do, you, yeah. He fixed it. I mean, yeah. I for sure could take the heat. Like I could see how any, any uh, CIO or CTO could get to that point where, all right, this is what we're going to send out. And I I feel like personally I could take the heat. Uh, I, and I don't think I would have ran it by my boss. Um, but then I also think that is the borderline too. I don't know. Well, I don't know what else, what you could do more besides that, besides just offer them straight up cash. But here yeah. for cash. Yeah. Or That's a pack- where I guess. But, but is it any different than a package delivery fish? I mean, really? I mean, I think it is. I don't think I th- I so. I think it is as far as how your head's responding. I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I mean, so. All, but all day faculty staff, they get emails from well, faculty and staff. Well, here's the deal with the, the delivery thing is the, the user would have had to already done something by making order. They should know at least right. that I order something or not. Okay. This is unsolicited, The your employer offering you basically money in the form of a discount. It was a completely unsolicited email. I had more people click these coupon fishes that I sent out over the last three days than I've had click fishes all year long. Like, double my statistic. And that's... I don't... I don't know. Well, I, I, we're in the holiday season. I mean, I th- and it's about when you send stuff out. If you send a tax fish out in October, which, it's not going to resonate the same as if you send it out in March. Correct. And I think if you don't do it, if you don't look at your timing when you do it, you're doing a disservice to both your your district and your staff. Because yeah, you can I say, think- okay, great, I have this awesome, I have this awesome click rate of 0.8%, but I'm sending out a tax fish in september well of course you are you idiot i mean i me personally i think it comes down to 
your the support of the administrator, the superintendent or the boss, how much heat the technology director is willing to take, right. and then how much you how much you really know your staff. Yeah. If you're okay with them being like Corey's a jerk for sending that out, but then you know in the end game, all it does is help district posture, then you take it. What, okay. You know, if you're one, if you're somebody say, that's all about perception, and you're like, hey, I always want to be looked at the as the nice guy. You know, then that that's different. You're well, if you want to be looked if, at as if, the nice guy, the, you're in the wrong field. If the gain, if there's actual gain, like I believe this email that's really going to mess with people's heads, but it's about money, it's going to mess them up. But the gain, you actually think the result is going to be that we know that that's going to happen, that that's a possibility of, of, a, of a fish that's going to come our way and it's going to have fruit, then maybe maybe you go for it. But if all you've done is proved what you already know, you know, if every December you do the coupon uh, fishing campaign and it's always the highest click rate, well, then you just know with your staff that but, you got to work with them. Like, you don't have to do a fake fish to get that data. You already have it. Like, you already right. know it. And and I so, think so. Quit screwing with them and actually teach them to beware in December of the money scams. But I think that's part of fishing them by fishing them and telling them these stories. You raise that awareness. Like I have people telling me constantly, "Hey, because of you, I don't click on my email." Great, I love it. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think you're both making valid points. It's about how you can land it in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and, honestly, it's uh, you know if that. If you could take the heat of that and you, you know, it, it, it's, I, it comes down to, is it out of malice or are you wanting to embarrass people or not? No. Like it, some people felt embarrassed by that. Yeah, for sure. Us sitting here, do we think it was out of malice and embarrassment? No, no because we fish our staff. But yeah, I mean, okay. you could, you could get that point where it's like, okay, this was just done out of, we wanted to, because we knew they would click it. So we sent it out. Okay. So the embarrassment factor of that. Do you guys, after a fish, do you, you, please tell me you do not publish the names of people that are go out and, and go up to the person that fell for a click or fell for a fish. Corey. No. Okay. Chris. I've only had the couple of times where I'm asked to share like the results, like particular names. Oh, really? But that's to leave. Not sure. Not share them like. To, to everyone, but yeah. share them with leadership. Yeah. Only a couple of times has it even played out like that. So the only thing I do, I'm the only one that knows who clicked. None of the guys in my office have the ability <clears throat> to log into the product and see who clicks. I'm the only person that knows. And the only thing I do is the building with the lowest click rate gets a, this ugly, stupid traveling trophy of a mounted fish. That's the only thing yeah. we do. At no point do I call anyone do I go to them and give them trouble? That's not the point of the exercise. The exercise is to raise awareness. And, and we gave, I, I, I can think of a time when I, whatever you want to call that trouble, whatever it was someone that had clicked on bad stuff before. And then a fishing campaign happened and they clicked again. Like it, oh. they, they're not learning. Right. <laughs> um, so then I was asked to like, tell me, like, tell, tell the ones that, keep repeating that actually did something like they impacted the district we reset their passwords blah 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 because something bad happened and they were doing a phishing campaign and they're the same that the same ones clicking that stuff again yeah 
So I guess the high and low of it is, if you're going to send out an email like that, that that's that high emotion, high draw, you you need to know your audience and you need to know your support level from your admin. And, yep. And to me, this situation, I can't say that I would have no problem sending out that fish, but I would have no problem defending that person who sent out that fish. I I mean... Yeah, we, we want to think and hope and whatever that that guy had the same thought process that we just walked through. Oh, I emailed and him. And he thought that he you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I found his email. I did a little OSINT searching and, and found him yesterday and sent him an email and said, hey, man, keep up the good work. He, he, he replied back and he said, how in the world did you hear about this in Missouri? I'm like, well, you're kind of Twitter famous now. We should post his email address online. No, yep. not no, because I. What's good found, for the goose is good for the gander. I found yep. his email address in some spreadsheet that was publicly accessible. It was kind of. We should weird. spam him. Uh, he seemed like a nice guy, though. He replied. Uh, I'll spam like a, him. He's like a jerk. No, he's not a jerk, Corey. So let's talk about our new sponsor, Chris. We're coming for you. What's his name? S H I. Justin. Chisari. <laughs> SHI, Chris. SHI. We're not okay. we're not outing this CEO. Oh. <laughs> we're not doxing him. No. No, Justin's the name of the SHI rep. Yeah. Of yours. Mine's Ross. Mine's Ross. Oh yeah. Yeah, you guys lost out. So who's gonna talk about SHI? I will. Okay, go for it, man. What do I say? Whatever. You How want. good are they? I what thought they, they gave us some stuff to say. Oh yeah. All right. We, while Chris is, while Chris we, is looking that up, we love SHI. They've so, always come through for us. <laughs> uh, SHI. That's where we buy all of our, you know, Chromebooks from, our computers from. If they win the RFPs, of course. If USAC is listening. Um, but no, they're great. They do. Uh, they offer a lot of services too. Uh, they offer green shipping for Chromebooks. They'll do asset tagging. Uh, they'll put the cases on, uh, the asset tags on for you and they'll green ship everything to you. Uh, so that it's a complete hands-free experience. Like you get the Chromebooks, they're already asset tagged with the case on ready to rock and roll. Uh, they'll let you give them multiple accounts, so that your Google, they'll even enroll. Uh, if you tell them, uh, hey, 100 of these need to be enrolled with this account, 100 with that account, they'll do it. So that way your Chromebooks are in the right OU when they get there. Um, and I, we've used SHI for a few years now and uh, nothing but good things to say about them. My rep is Justin Chisari, C-H-I-S-A-R-I. Uh, he would love to talk to you about uh, your computer Chromebook needs, and they do more than that. I think Chris has some information. Yeah, they do some data center stuff as well. They've hired a solutions engineer that can talk all about data center projects from an agnostic point of view. They can help build out projects or answer questions. Yeah, I've used SHI for the last several years for my Chromebook purchases. Um, oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't think you did for some reason. No, I do. Um, hmm. We've purchased quite a bit through them, actually. Um, they, they can quote Dell. They can quote HP. Pretty much any vendor you want. And they're, uh, they've been great to work with. I've been very, very pleased with them. So we're happy to have them on for the next uh, several episodes. As a sponsor, <clears throat> shoot SHI an email. 
get a hold of Justin or Ross and uh, let them know that you heard about them on the podcast because without their support, this podcast would not exist because, I mean, let's just face it, Chris, Corey, and I are kind of expensive. Um, so sure. their their support keep this, keeps this podcast on the interweb. Um, Chris, you had a topic about giving subs network accounts and Google accounts. We we do. We give our subs both network accounts and Google accounts um, to use. Are you what are you, what's your uh, quandary? We um, we give subs Windows accounts out of the gate, and then if they want a Google account, they have to do some Google training. It takes about thirty minutes. It's online. Um, and then we put them into a particular Google admin console OU where they can only email within the district. Uh, and that was where I kind of wanted to pick your guys' brains. Like, do you give them full on Google access equivalency to a regular ed teacher? No. Are they restricted? What, what, <clears throat> what, what do their windows and Google rights look like with you guys? Well, pretty much all of our windows rights are the same standard user. That's it. Um, as far as Google writes, they are not in the classroom teacher OU, so they cannot start a Google classroom. Um, they are not okay. a part of any distribution list. Um, that's about it. Okay. Corey? We roll even harder than that. We only give long-term sub substitutes accounts. Uh, I don't know how who decides what makes a long-term sub list, but my district has like an official one. And then I'm notified, like, hey, this person's a long-term sub, and they get a Google and Windows account. That's so what it is. We have, so we have OUs, appropriate OUs in Google and, and AD, so they don't have all the permissions that a normal teacher still does anyways. So what, what would you do, like, a, a subs in for a day? What does that sub do uh, for um, lessons, then? They're supposed to get a Chromebook, and then we have a generic uh Building account for subs. <laughs> Generic accounts. It's subs. What's it matter? Generic accounts. What are they going to do with it? I get, I would say it out loud right now. What are they going to do with it? Send emails and you'll never be able to track it back. What are they going to do? There's nothing. Lighthouse. It's a lockdown of Google account. Can they like send a student email? judge, Corey. Can they send an email? Yeah. What's that matter? Kids can send emails. Right. But what if the sub sends an email to somebody cursing them out and it's from a generic account and then you got to try and prove who did it? I wouldn't have to try to prove who did it because we couldn't prove it. So <laughs> you just got hacked. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would you do with a million dollars? And guess what? I don't have a million dollars. So what other questions you got, Chris? That's it. All right, guys. Chris wearing a dress shirt? Oh, yeah. He is wearing a dress shirt. I'm on point today. Is it Church Wednesday? No, Pod's been paying out nice. No. I only wear dress shirts. I haven't seen a check in, what, a couple months? (laughs) Not yeah, because that was before Vegas. Man, I burnt through that money, too. Yeah, we spent that money. Jumanji. We're never getting that money back. No. Please, Somebody buy else our, got it. please buy our shirts and hoodies. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening. This is K12 Tech Talk Podcast. If you want to email us, k12techtalk at gmail.com. What if we weren't done? We're done. You're just like wrapping this up. We're done. He's bitter about Vegas still. These runs are sitting like a brick in my belly. (laughs) Uh, Twitter handle K12 Tech Talk Pod on Twitter. Send us some feedback. Send us some emails. Tell us your stories. We will anonymize your name. We hope to have a ransomware interview coming up in the next couple of weeks um, with, a, with a school district that has been hit by ransomware in their experience. And, uh, well, I guess that was episode 54. We'll see you what, Corey? Um, when, is, uh, when is Christmas? What day is that on? 25th, the same as it is every year. What do you guys want for Christmas? 24th i was just seeing i was just wondering i was looking at our podcast schedule so i mean we really could chug through and not miss a beat yeah because all the eves are on friday should we dress up no like as like as santa sailors who whatever no think about it i'll think about it we could do a picture together no like a screenshot heck yeah i'll be sure you can Josh, you can be Santa. Only if Santa can. He's not and... jolly. I am not. He jolly. is not jolly. He is definitely. He's Grinch. Let's uh. Hey, give your best. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Let's see who's the best. Go, Chris. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Corey. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what was that? I can't, I'm laughing. I can't get it out. <laughs> get off my lawn. That's mine. Oh, oh wow. Geez. See, he's Grinch. He is Grinch. Yeah. We just figured out who would send that email. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll make them think they're getting money. There, <laughs> no, there's no direct payment. all right guys uh that's an episode we will see you next week thanks for listening bye-bye